on today's episode of the Digging In Podcast, we continue talking about the Bible. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Digging In Podcast, Lessons From Series. Here we go. Two episodes left in this entire series before we take a little bit of a a break for a little bit of time, but today we are going to continue talking about the Bible. Hopefully you guys listened to yesterday's episode. Uh, If you have not, or if you find yourself listening to this episode before episode one, why? (laughs) Uh, don't. You should definitely listen to episode one. I mean, it's like watching the second movie first out of a out of a trilogy of movies. Like, imagine watching the Born Supremacy and then going back to the Born Identity. I mean, it's just it's so weird. For those of you who that just went over your head, sorry, that's my fault. Super nerdy over here, but hey, uh, the the sentiment is the same. Uh, don't listen to this episode if you haven't listened to the first one. You're going to miss out on some important stuff. So we are going to continue on in our look at the Bible today and our continuation of the importance of of the whole Bible. So. With that, my dear friends, go ahead and grab your Bible, your pen, and your paper, and let's dig in. Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for your Bible, uh, for your word, Lord. It is it's so wonderful to be able to look at it, to study it, to meditate on it, and to hold it so, so tightly uh, as your perfect and exact word. God, we love you. Uh, we're, we're so thankful for you, and we pray that you would uh, be with us today as we uh, move through uh, the scriptures. Thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right, guys. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, it's opening day for baseball, <laughs> and uh, that's a huge deal for me. The MLB is back, and for those of you who don't care about sports or those of you who uh, could care less, especially about watching baseball, uh, I'm sorry, but it is back, and, I, and I'm all kinds of jacked up about it. I absolutely love uh, Major League Baseball, and the fact that we are able to finally watch it again is amazing. So go Brewers, am I right? I'm sure everyone's a big Brewers fan out there. Hey, uh, let's jump in, guys. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about what we're talking about today, talking about the Bible, right? I want to do a just a brief recap. Again, make sure you actually did listen to uh, the last episode, because I'm just doing a super brief recap here. We talked about how the Bible is the word of God, that it is the exact and perfect word of God. There are no errors within it. It is completely and totally true. We, uh, we hit on the fact that understanding that truth is, is central to uh, being a Christian because there are, are even some traditions out there, some Christian traditions out there that don't actually believe that the Bible is true. Or they believe that because humans wrote it, there's no way it can be exactly God's word. And so I brought up the idea of dual authorship, that it is both man and God writing it together through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So this is a, it's a crazy concept and uh, it, it takes a lot to think about it. But if you think about the whole, for those of you who are Christians, you know, who can absolutely claim without a doubt that the Holy Spirit is in your life, then you understand inspiration. You understand the fact that the Holy Spirit empowers you daily to do all kinds of things. Um, and so to think that God would want to uh, give us his perfect word for future generations to, to know and love him and to learn about him daily, uh, if that's his goal, then do you not think that he would, honestly, that he would do that himself? 
that he would that he would absolutely make that work no matter what. I mean, he created the entire world, so why would he not just give us exactly the word the way he wanted it to? So, all of the individualized biblical authors are given the Holy Spirit to give the exact and perfect word of God, completely and totally true without error. So, that was a huge topic, a huge thing that we talked about in our last episode and it's something super super important. In fact, I said, if you don't believe that the Bible is true, then I will go ahead and say that you are wrong. And um, yeah, that's super important to, to really hear me say. And I know that that's a um, really harsh statement for some of you to hear, but I'm just saying, uh, if we don't have the Bible that tells us about who God is, then we don't even really know who God is. It was God's intention for us to have this Bible, to read these letters to different churches, to understand these things about him so that he could reveal himself to each and every one of us and so that we could know him and love him more through the whole thing. So uh, really awesome story with, with getting the scriptures. And so today I want to talk about, with all of that, I want to talk about probably the number one danger that I see today in the world. And that danger is taking the Bible, not just out of context, uh, which is a huge danger, which is something that I've ensured, I've ensured that I've actually really hit on uh, throughout a lot of our episodes um, and throughout this entire series, which is that context is essential. If we don't know context, then we may not, we may not even know these verses. And so uh, that was definitely part of a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, but not just taking verses out of context, but I think that taking the Bible and, and parts of it and deciding which parts are more true than the others or which parts are the Holy Spirit, which ones are human or deciding this one, uh, this one's more true than that one. This one is, you know, this one doesn't hurt nearly as much. So I can accept this one, but this one's challenging. So I don't like it. Um, and, and we see this all over. We see this in all arenas of life. And so Perhaps one of the perhaps one of the major areas of this is uh, one that I've noticed anyway is, is Matthew five through seven, which is the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew uh, is explaining to us how Jesus is teaching and laying out the whole Christian life, and as he does that, he brings up these really really difficult topics. He brings up anger and and lust and making oaths and divorce. Uh, loving enemies, how to pray. I mean, he brings up all this kind of stuff and he's really challenging the modern beliefs. And so here's where things get difficult is that they, people will read stuff about divorce. And as they read stuff about divorce, they, they hear, they, I mean, they hear Jesus, the son of God teaching, and they don't like what he has to say. They don't like that. He says, um, the certain things that he does about people who are divorced and how he hates divorce himself. You know, the, the common world around us says, well, divorce is good. Like divorce is always good because there's, there's a problem. There's, there's two people battling and they can't be on the same page and, and, and divorce is just what makes it happier for everyone. Well, Jesus would argue and say, no, divorce is the worst thing because it's not taking seriously marriage. And then they're like, well, well, I got divorced because of this reason. And Jesus doesn't give that reason. And yet people are so bothered by it. They're like, well, that's not really what Jesus meant. Well, when did you know Jesus to be mysterious enough to say that he's totally, you know, it, it's impossible to understand what he's saying. Well, never. He's pretty clear and, and straightforward in all the stuff he says. Even when he's teaching in parables, he makes a point to make it make sense. So, all I'm trying to say is uh, we decide to pick and choose parts of the Bible to believe and parts of the Bible to not believe. 
we think that um, when Jesus teaches about love, we're all we're all about that. We love that Jesus teaches about love and his his, his challenging ways that he teach about, teaches about love. Um, but when he teaches about something else, we're like, well, I don't I don't know. Like divorce specifically is that maybe maybe the easiest one to just say. Like, well, I don't know if he totally meant that. So why would you believe completely in one thing that's written and then not in the other one? So it, it sounds silly, but it, it would be ridiculous to for me just to say that, that that's the only thing um, because it's not. It's, that's, not the, that's not the only moment, right? And so sometimes we go too far and say that this is the absolute literal thing, that there's no other possible translation other than what this English Bible says. But again, that's an issue of translations that we talked about in the last episode. Uh, and, and translations are tricky because it's, you know, we're taking it from the Hebrew and from the Greek and then bringing it to English. And some of our words don't match their words. And we lost meaning here and there, especially over years and hundreds and thousands of years, we've lost and changed meanings. So the literal, the utter, no doubt about it, literal translation is also a difficult uh, place to, to, to be in. So we have to find that balance. And so I'm going to look at, we're going to look at one other thing outside of divorce. We're going to look at one other uh, moment, one other thing, and kind of figure out what the Bible says about it and why that is, why that's important and why it's important for us to, at some level, understand uh, what's being said. So with that, um, here's the deal. I'm going to go ahead and give my first and only ever uh, content warning. So I'm actually going to be talking about lust and um, desires related to lust in this next section as a as something to talk about in in scripture. And so there's a, there's a purpose for it. Uh, and so parents, if you are listening, or kids, if you are listening, um, I would highly recommend that you ask your parents or that you consider listening to this next section with an adult or maybe an adult preview it first. There's a reason for it. Um, and I'm not going to go too into detail here, but I just wanted to give um, a warning using as much discernment as I possibly can. I just wanted to give um, a warning before I started. So uh, if you would go with me to Matthew 5, again, Sermon on the Mount, very, very important section of scripture as Christ lays out the Christian life. So uh, Matthew 5, we're going to look um, we're going to look at verses 27 through 30. And so 27 through 30 are the sections on lust. And so the reason I want to bring this up, the reason I'm bringing this up, I could be talking about anything, right? I could, I could, I could sit here and talk to you about uh, things like abortion or uh, same-sex attraction slash gay marriage, right? I could talk about, um, I mean, geez, there's, I mean, there's so many other controversial issues um, in the Bible, women in leadership and what women in leadership looks like. Um, controversial issues that the the modern world of today have made issues that really weren't an issue back then, but have become issues all of a sudden. So with that, um, I recognize that this topic of lust is going to sound weird, but there's a reason I'm talking about it, and it's specifically in relation to uh, using other using this part or that part of scripture more seriously than other parts. And so I want to really dive into this together. So um, hopefully after all that rambling, you guys are actually at Matthew 5 with me. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to read it out loud to all of us here. And um, yeah, and then we'll, then we'll, we'll discuss it. So this is out of the ESV English Standard Version translation. So this says, you have heard that it was said that you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. 
If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go into hell. So uh, this this topic um, is, is pretty serious. <laughs> and the reason I bring it up is in regards to a lot of current debate and current uh, conversation that kind of keeps going around uh, about sexual content uh, in and around our modern world, the over-sexualized nature of everything. Um, some of you guys have seen some, maybe some recent documentaries that have become famous. Um, some of you guys are on social media or your kids are on social media. Um, people you know are on social media and are posting all kinds of pretty scandalous pictures um, or looking at scandalous pictures or liking and searching out scandalous pictures. Um, and, and the issue is uh, profound. Uh, and, and what I mean by that, guys, is it's not the simple act of, you know, recognizing that this exists. It's the fact that we partake in it and we, um, we don't take it seriously. So we're all about taking other areas of sin very seriously. I mean, like some people will say I'm, they're super hard on divorce, right? They're super, super strict on the ideas of divorce. Um, some people recognize that being angry is bad, uh, you know, some people don't swear on God's name or don't make oaths or promises that they won't keep. Other people decide, you know, I'm not going to be someone who retaliates, right? I'm not going to be someone who, who acts this sort of way. Uh, but one thing that is becoming increasingly common and, and normal in our culture is the over-sexualized nature of everything. And this is something that we're willing to fudge the lines on. And we're, we're like, oh, it's not that bad. I mean, every, I mean, it's kind of all around us. It's really not that bad. At least, at least I'm not doing this. And then we compare lust to that. And so what Jesus is saying here is, man, you guys have heard it said before that you shouldn't commit adultery, right? You shouldn't go after, if you're married or you're dating someone or you're considering someone, you, you, know, you shouldn't go and chase someone else. You shouldn't go after someone else and, and, and pursue them sexually, right? Um, or romantically. You shouldn't. And we're like, yeah, we all get that. And Jesus is saying, congratulations to those of you who've never committed adultery. But then what Jesus says is, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> His words in um, verse 28, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery in his heart. What he's saying is those of us who have found ourselves looking at images or videos or things that we know we shouldn't or things that we think for whatever reason, we think they're okay because we're not really harming anyone. That if we find ourselves doing that, that although we may not be actually committing adulterous act, the, the adulterous acts in mind by a lot of people, we are still committing adultery because we are looking at this other person with lustful intent. And the reason I bring this up here is not just to challenge you and your belief about these things. It's this idea that we're so okay with believing other parts of scripture, but this one we don't take seriously. Our culture and our world around us rates movies uh, PG-13 nowadays that have some pretty scandalous content. Um, we rate video games T um, and even some PG movies in all reality um, with with women and dudes um, 
in in minimal clothing, and we're like, oh, it's it's fine, like it's it's okay, it's 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 all good, you know. They're at least they're not doing this, but the thing is, is that that is just in in combination with all of social media. So I'm, I'm looking the other day, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling, I'm doom scrolling as uh, I, I read an article from the gospel coalition called doom scrolling. And I was like, man, that's a great word. <laughs> I was doom scrolling on Instagram the other day, um, just killing 10 minutes of awkward amount of time before my next appointment. So I'm sitting there doom scrolling and I'm watching surfing videos and I'm watching dunks, you know, NBA dunks and things like that. And then uh, I'm on the Instagram discover page and I see these dance videos and I'm a big fan of hip hop dance and um, watching hip hop dance videos is something I also really like to do. But these uh, TikTok dance videos have been coming out recently. These like really simple, basic, dumb dances. And the girls that are participating in them are wearing as few clothing items as possible. And so what seems okay, what seems innocent in making a dance video all of a sudden is let me see how few clothes I can, you know, put on so more people will watch my video, more people will comment, more people will like it um, and things like that. And so these girls are wearing very minimal clothing. And then I'm sitting like, I have to like hold down the picture and click not interested or view fewer posts like this and things like that block the accounts if I need to. And then I see in the same thing, I refresh the page and all of a sudden it's the same thing. And it's just, and it's a dude who's like essentially just wearing boxer shorts or like nothing is like virtually no clothing. And he's doing the same thing. And so it's on both sides in both ways. And it's just this constant culture of look at me, come see who I am and just look at my appearance and tell me how good I look or tell me I'm this, this or that. Right. And the whole purpose is literally just to say, look at me. The problem is, is we don't consider that lust. We don't consider that uh, a desire, even though that's what we're looking for right? Even though that's what we're searching on Instagram for, or like we wouldn't say that out loud, but it's what we're doing. And so we don't consider that lust because it's like, oh, it's just all around us. Or like that, that like one swimsuit scene in this movie was this way, or this one half naked scene in this show was, it's, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's, it's not the whole show, you know, it's just this one moment. And the thing is, is we just think that that's okay, but we're very clearly reading that Jesus takes this very seriously, that if we even look at that, just by looking at it, what happens is our brain starts to spin and it goes in this cycle, especially young men, young men, I'm speaking to you now because I need you to hear me just because you think you're not doing anything inappropriate or just because you think that you're okay. When you're scrolling on Instagram, looking for what you're looking for, or when you're Snapchatting, Uh, a girl, be smart because Jesus is saying in this moment, like this is actually not just young men, all men (laughs) hear me, all men. When you're doing these things, Jesus is, is stating to you. He's telling you that even the smallest inkling of a lustful desire is the same as committing adultery because you've taken your brain off of God and off of even your world around you. And you've entered a fantasy land where that situation exists in your mind. And that is the same thing as committing adultery, which is eyes off God and the worship of another person. And again, <clears throat> maybe, you're, maybe I'm still not connecting the point for you, but the whole point of the Bible discussion we're having is that this is the word of God. This is meant to be taken so seriously. And so by us to say, to pick and choose parts of the Bible that we believe are more true than the other ones, is just absurd. 
It is in every facet. It is wrong. It is not good. In fact, it's dangerous because if you fudge in one area, you'll be more willing to fudge in another area. And if you're willing to, to fudge in certain areas, then you're going to fudge in even more areas. And you're going to be blurring the lines when all of a sudden the Bible doesn't really mean that much to you anymore. And none of the ideas of what Jesus brings up are important to you. And you think that everything you're doing is just mostly okay. You're not hurting anyone. I'm not harming people. You know, it could be worse. You start comparing yourself to other things. And the danger is that none of that is, is real. It's not, it's not a, it's not a real thing. To, to exist in that kind of made up world. So Jesus takes this seriously. We are meant to take this seriously and we need to stop reading parts of the Bible as true and other parts as untrue. If you struggle with a passage, if you struggle with verses, that's okay. That is, that is fine. Dig deeper. Talk with other people about those verses. Figure out what the Bible is trying to say. But the minute that we decide that this isn't actually true is the minute that we say the Bible itself has not true elements in it, which means that you're saying that there are things that God allowed to happen or that God put in there that aren't true, which means that God is a liar because he says that his word is true and that he never lies. Do you see what I'm saying? The minute we, we take parts out of the whole is the minute that we decide that the whole isn't good enough, right? It's, it's again, I, I, I can't remember if this is the last episode of my first original recording of this that I ended up deleting, but I bring up this idea of a computer. If you take parts out of a computer, like just little bits and parts out of a computer, is the computer still a computer? Well, it depends on what the computer is used for. Well, the computer is used to you know, use the internet. I mean, to be very specific, it's, it's taking numbers and data, crunching it, computing it and turning it into pixels on a screen. If you take parts out of that, that, that change that ability, you take the hard drive out, all of a sudden your computer stops working. So if it's not able to compute and do its job to do the thing that it's made to do, is it still a computer? Well, my argument is no, if it can't do what it's supposed to do, then it's not that thing anymore. So if we take parts out of the Bible, we take pieces out of the Bible, then it's not doing exactly what it was supposed to be doing, which is convey the perfect words of God. Instead, it's become something totally different, something that it's okay just to not believe completely in. And then we're like, oh, all of our belief is just in our heart. It's the way that we care about other people. Well, you wouldn't know how to care for other people at all if you didn't know God. And you don't know God unless you read the Bible. So stop taking parts out of the whole. I hope I'm making myself clear on this because this is dangerous. This is a dangerous world because the Bible is the word of God. It's what he gave to us as a beautiful and perfect gift. So that way, no matter where we are in life, that we can come to him, run to him and hear him speak to us through his scriptures. It tells us everything we need to know about who he is. Without it, we don't even know him. So my challenge for you is to struggle with those verses, struggle with these concepts, ask questions about the Bible and constantly dig deeper. That's the whole goal of this entire podcast, this entire, not just series, but everything we do. What's it called? The digging in podcast. My hope, my goal for you is that you would just learn to dig deeper. What's right here on the surface is helpful and good, 
but there's even more underneath that is worth investigating. So trust God, trust his word, and never, ever, ever take it lightly. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Digging In Podcast Lessons From series. Join us in our last episode as we sum up the entire Lessons From series.